you're either getting better or you're getting bitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're either growing or you're not. It's okay if you're 30, 40, 50, and you're still trying to figure it out, or Mm -hmm. or you realize, you know what, maybe I want to write, maybe I want to act. It's okay to do it. Like, don't have somebody telling you, oh, you're not young, or do your thing. Like, be who you are. Don't have someone else tell you how you should be. Saying I'm a flow like a butterfly, staying like a bee. I'm gonna be the best me that I can be. Ali Bumaya, Bumaya, Ali Bumaya, Bumaya. On the V Circle, we have the great, the lovely, the beautiful Deltra Williams. She's also has her own company, Lady D Enterprise. She has a couple books out. Um, she's doing some major things, and uh, we're here to chop it up, chat it up. And uh, just this, what's your journey in uh, defining yourself? Oh, I, uh, it, it's, it's been a difficult one. So um, growing up, I, I lived in a sheltered environment, like with family. So my family was very strict. So they would tell you, you got to act like this. You got to say this. You can't say this. You can't be this way. You need to be this way. So from there, all the way up until I moved to Jersey, someone else was defining me, like my parents or, you know, I'm in school or, no, you got to act this way. You can't, you know, so, and I didn't know who I was. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go to Jersey. and um, it took me some time to be by myself. I wasn't around family, so I was by myself. Um, I had the freedom to, um, you know, to, to be, to figure things out. I didn't have that before. So I think that's important to have the, the space, the freedom to figure out what it is that you want to do. So I had um, plenty of experiences with interviewing people. I met celebrities. I had a chance to Uh, come up with defining you at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, I was around people who were doing things and um, that's where I had a little taste of that Um, but then again the journey went back to letting someone else define my journey so again because I didn't know exactly who I was someone else was telling me well no you, you should do this no I don't think you should do that no, because you're you're this way, you should manage people. Oh no, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this, so let me do that. And um it took me moving back home to realize, nah, you know what? Let me get back to writing, because that's always been my thing. So um it, it's just believing in yourself. Um it, it's Sometimes it could be a difficult journey because you're trying to people please people. Oh, well, you know, it's my parents or it's, it's a manager or it's I'm in school. It's a professor. Is this and um, you get lost in that or society wants you to be this way because you're a woman or you're black or whatever. Yeah. And you, you you get caught up in that you get lost in the sauce. Yeah, you get lost in the sauce. Right. right. <laughs> so that's been my journey. So now. Okay, I'm, you know, Lady D Enterprises. I'm, you know, an author now. I'm a writer. I'm behind the scenes uh, with VVE. So I'm and, still learning. And and for those that, you know, are just now tuning in, I mean, you know, you're a part of the Hollywood writers. Yeah. Know, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you've, you know, did some short films, the Cameron Away short I film. Did. You can catch that on YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. starring myself, JQ Music, and a few others. <laughs> Um, had some fun shooting that last year. Yeah. Um, 
You've been working diligently, kind of in the shadows, you know, also just being my publicist, you know, yeah. helping me with, you know, different different things behind the scenes. And so with that process of you, you know, being in Jersey and, you know, hailing from Houston, Texas, where's you from? Yeah, I'm from H-Town, you yeah. H-Town. You, you hear? H-Town, H-Town going down. You know what I'm saying? So I think... When you traveled and you kind of moved to Jersey and you was able to, you know, I guess kind of be out there and kind of, you know, have your situations where you, where, where were the moments are, were there people that kind of helped you, you know, define who you are? Yes. So the first year that I moved to Jersey, it was like this huge blizzard snowstorm. And I was like, I from Texas like we don't have snow and it was like after work and I was like how am I going to get home so I was like in the middle of the snow in the street crying and then like this neighbor at the time was like yeah so you you in New York now like you on the east coast you in Jersey like what's up like you're not in Texas so you got to figure it out I'm over here Ooh, I'm in the snow she was like no you got to toughen up like you wanted to be here right so figure it out <laughs> so it allowed me to be tough there and then when I worked at Macy's um, Beth Coleman, like, and I love you, like, she was tough. Right. So I'm like, why is this lady so tough on me? I'm like, you know, I was like hiding from her or out in the back crying, oh, she's mean to me. Right. And then someone said, no, she sees something in you that you can lead, like, you're you more than just, oh, I'm just going to be a salesperson or a cashier. So that's why she's strict on you. Right. And she's like, with you being on the East Coast, you gotta, you know, have tough skin. You gotta lead. You you gotta, you gotta be that person. Like you gotta toughen up. You gotta move quickly. You know, I know you're from the south. You know, you, you're slow, but you gotta, you gotta pick it up. So with her, we end up becoming real close. Um, she was like a mother figure to me. So her, um, I met people like other women um, that's entrepreneurs that I was like, oh, okay, whoa. Like they out here doing things, like they have their own businesses and like have projects out. I'm like, oh. Right. And then um, a family member, my my uncle, who exposed me to like so much um, with just what Shout he had out going to two time Emmy Award winner Charles Reed. Yeah, and, and that's my uncle. Like with him, he, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like really? So he he was someone that like being around him, I learned how he moves. Like he works a lot like he's just constantly moving and he would throw you into the fire so right. it's not like oh no because you know like i was really timid so no i don't want he was like oh really go out there and do it i'm mm-hmm. like interviewing people like, i don't right. you know i don't really talk he was like no go do it oh you you want to leave go, go manage right. <laughs> this group go go do that right i was like oh so he really helped me like kind of get there um, with just throwing me into the fire like right. That's what I learned on the East Coast. I got thrown into the fire with anything, even with me leading in retail, with me becoming a manager. All right, just I'm just going to throw you into manage this team. You right. know, figure it out. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> I didn't have that back in Texas. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, and, and then um, and then meeting you, um, you, I was like, whoa. This Shout out here. to me. Shout out to Vince <laughs> P. I was like, whoa, now, now this guy here is, is like someone that's a. I mean, just a powerhouse. Like he's yeah, just all over the place doing everything. Just music, just writing, acting, 
helping other people like he's just uh, on it and I'm like whoa right okay so this is somebody who I should like look at latch on to because he's out here making things happen like I haven't really been around somebody um that's not like older than me that's actually doing something it's like oh right okay so that that really helped me um define who I am now like that was like the the tipping point right now when you talk about just kind of the people that influence you and stuff like that, I feel like during your journey, you know, obviously we talked off camera and I feel like obviously when you went to Jersey, you know, it was like, okay, you know, I'm here in this new place, but obviously there's a backstory to that. Like what brought you to Jersey? Okay. Well, what brought me to Jersey was, um, I and, and I'm gonna be transparent, like I don't have the best relationship with my father, so he was around but he wasn't at the same time, meaning that he's he wasn't like a, a Debbie that I never met. Like he, he was around but he just wasn't really present. Right. Or when he was, he was like controlling or you can't do this or you can't do that. And since I'm the oldest and I'm a lot older than my sisters, I got thrown into being like the second parent like the second mom mm-hmm. so I couldn't really explore what I wanted to do like I've been taking care of my sister since I was like 10 right. so I'm like well I, I can't be me so then when I was like no I want to do this it, it we had a conflict you know right. so I was like no forget that I'm I'm going to Jersey and then like I was praying I was like okay what is it that I need to do then I heard a voice was like go and then um, at the job at the time I had this customer. I was like, man, you know, my uncle lives in, in, in New York and, and I, want to, I want to go there. He was like, go. Like, he was like, this is going to be here. Like, you you, you a cashier. Like, this is going to be here. Go to New York. Anything you want, you can make it happen. Right. So he said, by the time I come back, I shouldn't see you here. So I was like, all right, well, let me go. Do you feel that your experience with your father, do you think that had you know, like what kind of effect did that have on you? That, like like a like effect on I guess your view of men. Um, it had a, a negative effect. Um so I was very guarded with men, didn't trust men. Um so anytime that um I would be around men, I would be like timid or okay, well you know, I, I don't trust men or, you know, I don't want a man like my father. So, you know, if I meet a man, then I have to act a certain way. I need to be in my masculine so right. I won't be controlled. So it, it just had a, a negative impact. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, OK, well, maybe I won't find somebody. So I'm just going to be boss lady and just go out here and do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not a positive effect. So I'm just going right. to it just it just wasn't. Did that stop you or did that kind of hinder your process of finding yourself? It, it, it did because I was like, well, well my father <laughs> is very controlling or like my father doesn't really show me the, the love that I need. So if I don't, he's not championing, like who? So it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, I I'm, I guess I got to be like how they want me to be. Like it, it just... I didn't have that that thing where, where it's like, no, I'm gonna be me regardless. It's, it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess 
I'll go, the wind is blowing this way, let me flow over here, let me go over here. Okay, well, they want me to do this. Okay, like, I didn't have that that thing. Right. I mean, I say all that because, like, you know, speaking for myself, you know, I have, you know, mom issues. I was homeless mm-hmm. at 13 um, and had a very, uh, I would say, toxic relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Kind of off and on. Just a very off and on type of relationship. And I know for me, that defined my relationship well, first I saw how she treated my dad, right? So right. whenever my dad didn't have money or whenever he was insufficient, you know, it was your dad be dad, you're this. And she would literally talk about him like a dog in front of me and my brothers, mm-hmm. which kind of shaped. I was like, OK, well, if you think he's this and I came from this man, like this is my dad. This is at one point in time, you know, my dad was my superhero. You yeah. know, my dad had the little muscles and stuff. He played basketball. He was athletic. So me and my brothers would like climb on his arm. He would like flex and he would pick us up and, you know, all those things. And he was like a superhero. And to to be kind of demasculated in front of us by a black woman, you know, which is our mother, it kind of made me think, well, if he's that to you and you are with him and we come from him, who are we, you know, as black boys? And so the kicking out and different things started to happen. And I know for me in trying to define myself, one of the main things that I struggled with was lack of self-worth. Yes. Feeling like I was just inadequate, didn't really have what it takes. So even when I would date girls and girls would give me attention, I would I would not even understand why. Yeah. You know, I didn't have the, oh yeah, I'm I'm attractive. I look good. I I didn't have that. It mm-hmm. was like a why are you looking at me? Okay, it must be because of my shoes. It must be because of the money I'm making. It's not, it can't be because of me because the only time my mom was happy with my dad is when she had some money. Right. <laughs> when he bought some food, when he when he gave her something material-wise, you know, that's when the value was there. So for you, with your, your relationship with your father and, and him not being around, him not giving you that um, thing that made you feel like a woman, per se, how did that kind of shape and mold your, you know, what were some of the struggles with yourself, you know? Yeah, so so just like um, something similar with you, so like watching the way that he treated my mother, so for me, I'm like, oh no, uh-uh. Like, if I get a man and he gonna have to say this and do this, no, you know, so with me, it made me realize, oh, okay, well, um, and I look like him, so... <laughs> And it means, uh, okay, I guess I need to act like him. So I tried to like run away from, I guess my DNA, like my identity, like, oh no, I don't want to be like him. You know, I, I look like him. I got the last name and, uh, and it, it just made me timid, like made me timid, um, you know, quiet, um, lack self-confidence, um, didn't value my gift that I had. Right. So when people would come around, I'd be like, oh, so what do you want? I'm, I'm, I don't know. You know, I'll just sit in one spot, like, I guess. You know, so then when I went to Jersey, my uncle was like, so what do you want? I don't know. He's like, why are you sitting there? Just, you know, you don't know what you want. Like, you can move around. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just used to, you know, we had to just sit in one spot. Like, right. you know, we had to be quiet, sit in one spot. We couldn't say this. We couldn't do that. So it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Right, right. Well, I guess I'm supposed to have other people tell me what to do then. I'm not going to have, you know, lead people. I'm going to have them lead me. Right. Um, and, and that's how it kind of shaped me. 
But then I got to a certain point. I'm like, no, I, I can't. I can't do that. Like, I'm, it's more to me than that. You know, so I'm not, I got to get out of this environment. I, I can't because if not, I'm going to be like how everyone else that I've witnessed um, in my family become. Um, and I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to change the narrative, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's other young women in my family that's looking up to me. So I, I can't just be another one of them. Like, I, I got to do something. Right. And in order for me to do something, I have to leave. I can't be here. You right. know, um, just being a bump on the log, I can't, you know. Right. And I feel like from those experiences and obviously you going through those things, I think you are doing that now. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you are. And I, I don't think you ever stop, you know, uh, defining yourself. You know, I think there's always a new test that tests mm-hmm. who you are. You know, there's a new trial, tribulation, a new situation that makes you question. Am I doing the right thing? Am I who I need to be right now? Because I completely failed in this situation. I went off on this person. I cursed this person yeah. out. I said this. I... I blocked this person. I put a massive message on Instagram, subliminally going, taking shots. I'm yeah. I'm doing what Cat Williams did. I'm shooting at this person, shooting at that person. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like a lot of times when you're going through that, I, I feel a lot of people don't necessarily grow from it. Right. Right. I think I have this thing where, you know, um, it's kind of my thing where you're either getting better or you're getting bitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're either growing or you're not. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people, especially in today's time, because of social media, we want to show this, show that. And a lot of times people look at, oh, you don't believe in me. Oh, you don't, you're not supporting me. Oh, you're not reposting me. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And it's like you becoming bitter from it instead of becoming better from it. Mm. It's like you looking at that and you letting it, Taint who you are instead of saying, I'm gonna get so dope that you ain't gonna have no choice but to fuck with me. You ain't gonna have no choice but to say, Hey, dang, you're doing it, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I feel like that's, I feel like you have to use all of that, you know, like, like working out in the gym, no pain, no gain, you know, like if life was just roses and rosemaries and rose petals. We can't appreciate the sunshine. It's like 50 Cent said, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. That right. gotta be easy because life is hard. It'll leave you mentally, physically, emotionally scarred. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's the beauty of it, to go through the deeps and valleys. Of course, as people that had, you know, broken homes and coming from parents that really didn't love us the way we felt we should have, you know, they loved us enough because we are where we are today. Mm-hmm. And I think when we look at our parents and when people that look at whatever parent they have, because it don't necessarily have to be a biological blood-related parent. You know, it can be somebody like an uncle. It could be somebody like my godparents. You know what I'm saying? It could be people that come along the way that give you that nudge because, and this is something that's missing in this generation is to believe in God. Yeah. You know, we don't believe that there is a higher power that's ordering our steps and guiding us and giving us the nuggets that we need to keep moving. And if you are still alive, then you have the gift. That's why it's called the present. And I feel like people don't understand that every day you wake up, it's a present to you. It's God saying, hey, here you go. Here is life. Now do something with it. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people just take that and they just, you know, uh, kind of cover up. 
But what I want to bring to full circle is you doing what you taking that instead of becoming bitter, you're becoming better. You yes. Know, bringing us to the Vita Wings, you know, book that you put out last year. Now, you know, let me know about the Vita Wings and kind of, you know, the, the whole story behind that and, and everything that goes along with that. Ooh, okay. So the story behind that is it's about my daughter uh, who passed. So her name was Valencia, mm-hmm. but we called her Vita because it's like full of life. Um, she had trisomy 13. Mm-hmm. So that's a genetic disorder where, okay, we have 46 chromosomes, but kids that have like trisomy 13, 18, 21, they have like an extra chromosome. So the number 13, instead of two, they have three. So it makes them have like heart defects. Um, some of them pass um, before they're born. Some pass after. Um, they have a cleft lip. They have um, brain is un- underdeveloped. Um, all of that. So, you know, when I, I was like, wait a minute, I'm about to have a a kid, I'm about to be a mom, so I was excited. Excited, I was like, "Oh yes, 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 okay, yay!" Because they were telling me that, "Oh no, you can't have kids because you have thyroid disease and all that." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." Then when she came along, I was like, hey, "How'd she get here?" Um, I was excited until um, they told me that trisomy 13. I'm like, "What is that?" Mm-hmm. So I went and did research. The thing about it, when you Google, you see all negative, just oh. The child is gonna die, and all. So you like what? So I I reached out to this organization called Be Not Afraid, and then they help you get through everything. Mm-hmm. They, they tell you uh, what to say to the doctors. They help you if your child passed. They send you gifts, like they do all of that to help you out. So um, they was telling us, oh, she's gonna die, or she's lethal, or she's not gonna make it past uh, seven months, like in my belly. So I was like, uh, nah, you know, we, we don't believe that. So she made it through. So I was able to give birth to her. Mm. She was still alive. I'm like, okay, 24 hours later, she's still alive. Because usually they'll tell you between two and 72 hours, your child will die if they have trisomy 13 or they would be three pounds or whatever. She was like six pounds, like a normal sized baby. I was like, okay, 48 hours, 72. I'm like, she's still alive. So they was telling us, oh, no, she's not going to be alive and she's going to be blind and this and that. She fought through um, and she lived for 30 days. So she was born on October 25th. She passed on at that year, Thanksgiving Day, which is November 25th during that mm-hmm. time. Right. So she lived exactly 30 days on the number seven. Right. Um, so from there, I was completely lost. Like I stopped writing. I stopped doing articles. I was just like, how <laughs> everything came to how a stop. I, yeah, how do I move how on? I, <laughs> yeah, how do I move on? Right. And um, so, you know, I, I came up with the, the Vita Wings, like, okay, you know, Vita is my daughter. And then Wings, you know, I, I love butterflies. And it's just like, she giving me her wings to, so I can fly. Because I was like lost, like, okay, well, what should I do? Uh, I'm losing my daughter. She did die, so it's like, what what should I do? Right. So um, I was just flipping through TikTok one night. I couldn't sleep, and then I came across Rin Low. So she's like this well-known children's book author. Like she's real dope, mm-hmm. and she was like, hey, you know, I can you know teach her how to self-publish. So I'm like, okay, cool. So she gave me all of those steps, and then 
that made me create like a children's book because I'm like Tracy 13 is so like complicating and so daunting to explain so I'm like all right well let me put it in that format so people can understand and then my nephew and my daughter had a bond even when she was in my belly they had this bond and um you know one day I was sad and I had my head down and I was babysitting him so he came um and just hugged my belly and put his head on his um on my belly and just smiled at me and then left like you know auntie everything's gonna be okay so they they had that so um that's how I came up with this I have him in it and then my daughter um so from there it sparked me getting back into mm. writing again I'm like okay so my daughter passed I don't want her passing in vain like okay well my mom is still you know figuring things out it's like no she's up there looking down on me so and I can be the person I, I, I need to be okay. and I think that brings it full circle with the better better thing right yeah. because you know experiencing that I'm pretty sure a lot of people right experiencing the death of a loved one yeah. would say will become bitter hey God why did you allow this to happen to me you see you go to Walmart and you go to some store and you see somebody with three four kids mm -hmm. and it's your first child and you're like yeah. okay I'm being a good person I'm taking care of my mom I'm you know somebody curse you know cut, cut me off on the freeway I didn't I didn't you know what I'm saying like I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing why am I going through this and a lot of people become bitter from that but you have to choose the option right yeah. you have to choose am I going to be bitter at God Am I going to say, why God? Or am I going to say, why not? Why not me? I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough to deal with this. He knew it was going to be me to have to go through this because yeah. he knew that I was going to become better from it. Yeah. Right? And I think if you take that approach, which I think is the approach that you eventually took, because mm -hmm. in grief, you know, you go through the four steps. Yeah. And go through those four steps. Like, don't rush the grieving process like right. go through the depression go through the disbelief that this person is not going to be there go through the anger of whatever transpired that it caused this person to not be here but at some point you have to accept mm -hmm. what has happened and accept all parties involved um so, you know, the Vita Wings book, a children's book, which I love the book. You did an audio book. Yes, I did an um, audio book, like something that, you know, I had to step outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but you did it. You did yeah. you did a great job. And I think you really captured the essence of that and made people, you know, feel like, man, you know, for all those that, that have went through that, they can hear that book and understand that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And as you continue to define yourself and, you know, grow better um you're also working on you know some some, some new things you're working on the seven series yeah working i'm working on, on the seven series that's going to be good that's coming out this year mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm working on lost girl so you know Vince yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah you know so we'll so we'll get into a little bit so yeah so lost girl you know um i did this project called lost boy so lost boy one and two um Hopefully, you know, a shout out to everybody that, you know, got it to 100K. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all. Um, but with doing the Lost Boy projects, I did it after my mom died because, you know, once, <laughs> once my mom, and that's the thing about death, it just brings something different out of, out of it, you, you know, like it just, it causes, I don't know. 
Um, so after my mom died, I kind of demorphed into a baby, like a child, like an infant, like my mind did. And I had to sleep with the light on and I, I couldn't, I was afraid of the dark. Um, I just did things that I would, I started watching cartoons that I would watch as a kid. I started, I even started eating like foods that I would eat when I was a kid. A lot of the foods ain't really out anymore, but actually some of them are. Um, but I was just like, I, I kind of went back to this, this person that I was and I realized I was like, I'm lost. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lost, I'm a lost boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a man right now. I can't, you know, um, and so it sparked me to kind of, and another thing is I feel like growing up, I was lost. You know, I was, did some things in the streets. I was, you know, doing drugs and stuff. And, you know, I was getting kicked out of school and, you know, I'm, you know, getting arrested and all this type of stuff that I was doing, you know, in my adolescence. And I feel like I was just lost, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of allowed me to say, all right, let me do this and, and, and embrace my story embrace all the things that I went through and I feel like you know we're partnering up partnering up you know with this Lost Girl project so you got to be on the lookout it's coming out this year um, and the first song on this project is Look Into My Eyes mm-hmm. you know um, and this song is really the Lost Girl project what we're trying to do with this project is we're trying to chronicle the Lost Girls just like yeah. the Lost Boys and and in the project, you're embracing that, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all lost in some way, shape, or form. None of us know the true reasons why we're here. We just know that we're here. And we're trying to find our way. And it's okay to be lost, right? It's okay to not know. But what isn't, what isn't okay is for you not to search, right? Not to go out for the adventure. Right, not to say, hey, or okay, I'm lost, but I'm not gonna stay in one place and be lost. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find my way. I'm gonna take the journey lost, but I'm gonna take the journey. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's been it's been a great you know uh, you know talk that we had. Now I want to just kind of give you the floor. Do you wanna? Do you have anything you want to say to anybody out there that you know just. Just, just your closing remarks on everything. Yeah, so what I would say is um, never give up, right? But it's okay to... Never give up. <laughs> never, never give surrender. up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's okay to, to stop and just breathe and be in yourself for a moment and, and figure things out, get yourself together and then keep going. It's okay if you're 30, 40, 50 and you still trying to figure it out or, mm-hmm. or you realize you know what maybe I want to write maybe I want to act it's okay to do it like don't have somebody telling you oh well, you're not young or do your thing like be who you are don't have someone else tell you how you should be um, so that's what I would give like I'm still figuring <laughs> I'm still doing my thing you know so it, it, it doesn't it it, it it never stops I would say like even if you're a certain age you're still something else you, you're learning um, so you, you're a student of life yeah. so that's why I would tell somebody um, you know Lady D Enterprises you know social media the book is on Amazon coming out with more projects but yeah just just be yourself 
Be yourself, do your best. Saying I'm a flow like a butterfly, staying like a bee. I'm gonna be the best me that I can be. Ale, boom, yeah. Boom, yeah. Ale, boom, yeah. Boom, yeah.